This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Hey, what's going on? Hi to the Crow's Nest. We are high above the 12th floor above San Antonio. can see the airport. How do you like the view up here, Sean? Yeah, it's kind of hard to beat. This is a great view. That's I love this view. view. Yeah, yeah, it's great. My guest today is Sean Azaro, Pastor Sean Azaro, River City Community Church, Selma, and he has written a new book. Um, bring me on the close-up so I can make sure and get this, Mark, The Spirit-Filled Life, A Pilgrim's Guide to that rediscovering the gift of the spirit. This is an excellent book. Do not be fooled by the bookmark. You think I have not read it all. I actually um, have read most of it. And then I did have to skim a little bit, which I was a little embarrassed because Baron was like, yeah, skim the book. And I'm like, no, I'm no, going to read thank the you. book. Thank you for not listening to Baron, Steve. Well done. Well done. <laughs> I learned I learned early. Don't listen to Baron. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Baron's been a huge blessing in my life and at this radio station. Uh, I am very excited about this book. First, I want to say uh, something else, though. You've got the peanut butter bowl sign behind you. That is not an accident because I want to thank you and your church for coming on board. Our church, Jason um, Jason Powers, jumped on board and said, hey, you know, let's let our church get involved in this. Then you had me on your podcast, which was an honor. It was thank fun. Thank you very much. You did a great job. It was great thank to have you. you. You did a great job. And uh, Jason had kind of suggested maybe we challenge you guys to get yeah, involved in the peanut nice. butter bowl. Real, real nice. nice. That was a nice blind side. I just want you to know that's how it rolls. That's how Steve is out in the city, blindsiding people. No, it was great. We were very happy to be able to be a part. Uh, we have a big deal. We do a what we call a compassion emphasis every year. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's called his heart and we're, we mm. just, you know, we'll, we do an offering and everything, but this was, this was kind of an add on to that. And we just said, Hey guys, I, I know we've got our big thing coming up, but, but can we jump on board? Cause I love what you're doing. I love Thank the you. idea of helping kids in our city, you know, kids who depend on school lunch. And then when they're not in school, what's, what's going on? Right. You know, right. And I love the way you've done that. I love the partners you worked with. So I threw it out for our congregation and we did literally just like, Hey, here's what it is. If you guys can participate and they responded, uh, so that was fun. That 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 amazes me on two different levels. First of all, just thank you. Yes, uh, last I checked, I believe your church gave three hundred and sixty jars worth, which is seven hundred and twenty dollars, all online and all just like that. Like, uh, but I want to say this: it would be so easy for a lot of pastors just to say everything you said, except for that is why we cannot do that. Like, that's a great idea, but we can't do that because we already have our thing, but not you. You just jumped on and said, yeah, we'll do it. And your church could have responded the same way. They could have said, look, man, we're given, uh, but still they stepped up. It's awesome. Well, and it was a peanut butter bowl. Okay. So just the name and, and also a challenge from Jason. I'm like, I'm not backing away from that. So, you know, we, we just, it, it, we, we love the idea and it was, you made it so easy. It was very easy to do. We Good. had a QR code up. People did Good. it right there Whoa. and it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, appreciate that. Well, hopefully next year you guys will participate again. I know that's what amazes me is just, you know, we had a little bit of buildup at our church. And uh, you guys basically had one weekend to throw it out there and your people, it they responded. So just thank you to River City Community Church Selma. Just awesome. And thanks to you. Well, our pleasure. I appreciate it. All right. I'm very excited. Um, I don't know how many books you've written. 
Uh, how many uh, books have you written? Uh, well, they're all in your hand right now. <laughs> <laughs> You've got them all there. This is your first book. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got a devotional that I've been working on that actually from before. But no, that is the first book that we published, and that is that is fully you know put out. So when yes. did this come out? I mean, this is brand new. That's this year. That's, yeah, that's this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the spirit filled life. Why did you feel like this was something you know that needed to be addressed? Well, the book is called The Pilgrim's Guide right. to the Spirit Filled Life. Um, I did a sermon series on this a number of years back, and, and I just realized this is a subject that we don't talk about nearly enough, and there's reasons for that. I grew up, mm. I grew up in Pentecostal churches, right? Yeah. And I ultimately ended up, while I, was, I had great church experience, I really did. I grew up in a great church. I saw so many um, abuses mm. and, and maybe excesses and imbalances that, that cause a whole lot of people to kind of shy away from this subject. Yeah. You know, I remember being in one of our churches as a as a young man and they we had, you know, you I don't know if you, you grew up Baptist, right? No, no. No. No, I grew up uh, I'm a mutt. I mean, uh, I went to Oral Roberts University okay. did though, you, so I'm a little bit familiar. Did you guys have uh, revival services? You oh, know, yeah. You, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we'd have week-long revival meetings. We had a guy come in and preach at one of our churches and and he went for a full week on on First Corinthians fourteen, where where Paul says, "I would that you all speak in tongues." Very southern, of yeah. course, because it was Pentecostal. Right, <laughs> right, you know, right. We're in California, but it was like, <laughs> "I would that you all speak in tongues." You know, and and you know that there's more to that verse. Mm-hmm. In five nights, he preached that, implying that everybody has to speak in tongues. Right. If and if you don't, you're you're missing out, and almost attaching it to your salvation. Right. And what bothered me most was the way he handled the scripture. He he never finished the verse. Right. He never went to the rest of the verse, I would that you all speak in tongues, but rather that you prophesy right. so that the body may be edified. The whole point was, you know, he, he's this is for edification. And that that if that was just one kind of yeah. instance I'd seen, it would just be, well, okay, it happened. Right, but, right. But it wasn't. Yeah. That kind of stuff has caused, I think, all kinds of people to just stay away from this subject. Yeah. The subject of the spirit-filled life. And and. Steve, it is the essence of our salvation. Mm, this is on. what we were saved for. Uh-huh. Okay. The cross is not the point of our salvation. The cross yeah. is the essential doorway, right? We can't have yeah. salvation without the cross of Jesus Christ. But we, our sins are forgiven. We are set free to what? To be filled with the Spirit. Right. The whole point is God's presence resident in us, helping us to become what he created us to be. That's what the Spirit-filled life is. It's what we were saved for. We were saved for fellowship with God. Sin caused separation. It broke that Mm -hmm. relationship. Jesus died on the cross, making it possible for us to be forgiven and not just forgiven, not just the sins of the past forgiven, but at that point, the spirit fills us and we now are filled with the spirit of God. And when you don't talk about the spirit filled life, you are missing out on the the main point. Right. When you talk about that, I mean, is it because of the excesses or the imbalances? Like you said, like I do, I am concerned about a large segment of Christians that are just missing, kind of missing out. I, I don't mean it like in a condescending way or anything. I just don't know that they're aware that there is more to this with the Holy Spirit. Right. It's funny. I I, I have a group of guys I meet with, and just in talking about this, and th- these are guys who know the Scripture somewhat, and, and it's like th- this idea of understanding, no, no, when you say God is with me, it's his Holy Spirit, right? We believe in the the doctrine of the Trinity, the right. idea of three in one, right? Yeah. And this, when you say God is in me, it's the Holy Spirit. 
So all these passages about the Holy Spirit, you need to understand that's for you. Yeah. And you're supposed to be walking in that. This is supposed to be an experience you're having. And it was funny, even in these guys who I think knew more, it was like I saw a light bulb going like, oh, so when I say God's spirit is in me, it's the Holy Spirit. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I just think there's, there's a lot of folks who, who because they've rejected some of the extravagant imbalance and some of the stuff that the peripheral trappings yeah. that got caught up in certain circles, the charismatic and Pentecostal circles, I think right. sometimes, um, I think they threw out a very important baby with that bathwater. Right. And, and that's, that's a mistake. Right. I think you're right. Um, I thought your treatment on, tongues and prayer languages was very helpful. I think, mm. you know, it's towards the end of the book. Um, and I just thought it was really actually, I, you know, even though I've heard the different teachings over the years, I never quite had seen it like kind of dissected through Corinthians like you did. I thought mm. it was really, really excellent. Well, so. thank you for that. And you're, I noticed you went right there. You went right. <laughs> you brought right? it up. I didn't say. Okay, you brought, I, you I, brought exa- it up. Okay, you're right. You're right. Fine, <laughs> fine, fine. <laughs> he goes right to tongues. John, how many times a day do you speak in tongues? <laughs> you brought it up. I wasn't going there. It's towards the end of the book. I was going to start with something like prayer life, okay. you know, uh, but uh, but I really do think you you gave a great treatment on that. And I, th- well, thank I you think you're right. Yeah. But, you know, you brought it's up one the, of the, ones I the wanted, preacher in California. I wanted, I, I wanted people. Because it, it's like First Corinthians twelve, where we talk about tongues. We kind of yeah. uh, we yeah. go into tongues when we talk about, and then we just <laughs> then we just funny. ignore. It. And That's then First Corinthians fourteen, we just kind of blow by it. And it's like, okay, I don't think you can do that. Right. I I don't I don't want to avoid parts of scripture because they make me uncomfortable. Right, right. I've got to deal with them. Mm-hmm. And so I felt it was important. That whole section is called spirit-filled language, that final. Right. And I did it last intentionally. Right. I didn't want the, this is not some big doctrinal defense of anything. It is, it is writ, written devotionally. Right. To, to be able to, uh, to be able to have people, um, just process what does the Bible actually say about this? Right. And what am I doing with it? Right. Cause isn't that the key always? That's the key. Yeah. Man, good stuff. All right. Prayer life, just for example. Well, I want to talk about you in a Ferrari. I mean, some pastors well, drive I a think Ferrari. It's important. Yes, I. I you <laughs> well, know. Why don't you tell us about driving a Ferrari first? Well, see, you know, <laughs> our ministry's very <laughs> successful. <laughs> uh, now, in a section, because one of the things, one of the premises of this book, and I've talked to so many Christians, and I know you have too, yeah. who sit and they lament the lack of power. Yeah. It, it, bottom line, we read the New mm-hmm. Testament, we see the things, we hear testimonies from people in different countries, and my gosh, the healings right. and the transformation of cities, and then we look around and go, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. You know, and what? where is the power? Right. And, and I illustrated that w- with just a, an experience where we, you know, we have these, lug- the, it, it really was, they're just luxury race cars that yeah. like to rent our parking lot to give people rides, and they charge people 100 bucks a pop. Yeah. ride in the car. Well, I'm not some big car guy. Okay. Yeah. I drive yeah. a Toyota. Okay. <laughs> but, but, uh, but, you know, they offered me a ride because I'm the pastor, I guess, and they wanted to keep for free. Yeah. For I mean, free. this is not a hundred dollars. Yeah. Right. They're not getting me a hundred dollars no. out of me. Steve. I hope you know me better than that. Okay. So, so my executive pastor, Mike McGuire and I, we, we go and we go do it. And they've got a, they've got a Lamborghini and a Ferrari there. I picked the Ferrari. Okay. And we do all the, you know, obligatory pictures, like we own the thing, whatever, whatever. Right. Um, I get in this Ferrari 
And it's three laps around a big parking lot. That's that a huge parking lot. Yeah, but it's three laps, okay. right? hundred bucks. That's why I'm like, I would never, I would never, I would never. Well, the guy gets in with me, which I, I, I was actually a little surprised. Turns out they're not just giving me the keys to that car and letting me drive off. Uh, he gets in. He says, okay, take it around here to the back stretch and punch it. And I did. And Steve, I have never been in a car like this. <laughs> I, I mean, it, I don't even know how fast it got up to 70 miles an hour in the parking lot, but it was, wow. it was, I felt actual G's, you know, like you feel on a plane, you yeah. feel your face go back yeah. a little bit. I felt actual G's in the parking lot. Wow. Uh, I had an unbelievable blast. Three deals around in this Ferrari. And I'm like, okay, I, I probably wouldn't pay a hundred bucks for that, but I sure now know why people do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it was amazing. So yeah. if you get a chance to drive a Ferrari or Lamborghini or something like that, it's not like your car. Cause that's exactly that. It's kind uh, of the whole point of the thing. I get back to my, my car cause I'd driven over there. Yeah. And it was like it was broke. <laughs> I mean, I put the key in. It started. Yeah. I, I put in gear. Everything's good. I pressed the little thin pedal on the right. And nothing happens. <laughs> At least nothing like I just experienced. Right. right. It's just like my car, which, you know, it, it's got some get up and go. It's not a bad sure. little car, right? But it was nothing like that. Yeah. And, and I guess the whole thing that I thought about is, man, I wonder if people ever feel that way about our faith. If they yeah. ever look at, at what's going on you know, in the New Testament and what the promises of Scripture are and then ex- what I'm experiencing, go, uh, some, mine's broken. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. Right. You know. And I think people experience that with prayer. I think people experience right. that with just the 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 power that I think we're supposed to be walking. And I think it's because we don't we fail to submit and surrender to the infilling of the Holy Spirit in the way that we should, understanding that this is a daily walk, a daily relationship. Right. I mean, can you imagine if we right, we say he is with us all day long, right? Right. Can you imagine if anyone else was with us? As much like if you're with me all day long and I talk to you as much as I talk to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Now I try to talk to the Holy Spirit a lot, right? Yeah. But that just challenged me. I'd be like, it'd be so rude. If it's... we if we treated anyone else the way we treat God's spirit, how rude would that be? That's good. And it's like, wait, the spirit, the wisest person in the universe is indwelling me. Mm-hmm. So before this interview, I can go, Lord, say what you want to say through me. And he will. He'll right. he'll say, Hey, talk about this, Azar. Hey, right. mention this. Um, does he call you Azaro? I love that. <laughs> yeah, he does. We're, 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 we're funny that way. What do you call him if he's calling you Azaro? Azaro Almighty. You know, okay. God Almighty. I used his last name, Almighty. That's funny. <laughs> All right. I don't remember that in the book, what you just gave as an illustration. Is that a part I skimmed over? Which that one? You were just talking about um, – just uh, the ignoring, the, the, like walking around with another person. I, I, I think would... I think I did mention it. Okay, mention dang it, it. I, I missed so. that part. Okay, you All skimmed, right. didn't you? <laughs> Just the second, like actually the last third. Everything else, it, it must be in the last third. Um, prayer life. Talk to me about how people typically pray through a day. Well, and what it's supposed to look like one of the, or can look. One like. of the one of the main points that we talk about in the book is. Under prayer is the difference in praying because we use the phrase and we share from the scripture where we're instructed, you know, praying at all times in the spirit in Ephesians, you know, Mm -hmm. we talk about the armor of God and we don't, we forget that one of those things, we've got the sword of the spirit and then, and then he goes right into praying at all times in the spirit. Right. What's the difference between praying in the spirit and praying to the spirit? I like this. And so that, that got me thinking and praying and seeking. And I just really realized this idea of the spirit as my prayer partner. 
and and so I've I've tried to get into the habit and the and exercise the practice of you know before I just put my prayer list together God here's the things I'm thinking about here's the things I'm working yeah. on please you know do what I want in these areas right, God right. <laughs> instead what if I said God what do you want me to pray about today what do you want to what do mm. you Mm. want to pray about you know in romans 8 it talks about the holy spirit we said we don't know how to pray right so he intercedes for us with groanings inutterable but imagine the holy spirit god's holy spirit who was a participant in creation who is has existed throughout time and eternity with the father and the son in fellowship he's with me i sit down to pray how about let him have some input on the prayer list (laughs) About. Lord, what should we be praying about? Yeah. And it's funny. I'll, I'll find things. Oh, I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah. And when I open myself to him and I listen and Lord, I guess, yeah, let's, if you want to pray about that. And then it's not just, okay, now I'll pray my will for that, Lord. And then you go <laughs> right. ahead and do it. It's like, okay, now how do you want us to pray? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's amazing. I think you know, in the book, I think I, I give the illustration of parents who, who we think we know we think we know what is best for our kids. Yeah. But what if we don't? Yeah. What if instead I say, God, how do you want me to pray for my son and his church plant or my daughter and the new outreach ministry she's doing with art and coffee house and all those things? How how do you, you know, what do you want me to pray for them? Yeah. Because I want to pray for them to be able to, you know, do well, right. be effective, pay the bills, not have to move back in the house with <laughs> Lori and I. Right, you right. Know. Uh, that's how I want to pray, right? Yeah. Uh, that's because that's what dad's thinking about. Right. But Father, what are you thinking about? Oh, you want me to pray for courage in this one? Mm. Oh, you want me to pray for some some openness and not be so rigid over here? I would, didn't even know that, God. Right. And so I think he'll lead us not only in what to pray for, but in how we pray. And that's what I think of when I think of praying in the Spirit. The Spirit is praying and leading. That's good. That's good. So you're starting, I mean, is this going on throughout the day? Is this like your quiet time? Is this, what does this look like for you? That kind of thing is, is generally the, kind of the quiet time. Okay. The beginning of the day, sitting down, you've got your notebook, your coffee, and your Bible, and your Lord, you know, here's the day. And I'm always praying. I always want to pray for, through the calendar. What I've got this appointment. I've got this thing. Okay. Yeah. What do you want to do? Help me to be open. But then give, try to leave space for that moment of God. What do you want us to pray for? Yeah. Then as I'm going throughout the day, okay, this is where you get into the prayer without ceasing. Yeah. You know, cause let's pray continually, pray right. without ceasing. It's like, oh, okay, God, I got to go to work. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, and I think sometimes we do. I think we leave, we, we think, okay, praying, I'm going to, I'm going to pray without ceasing. I can't really do that, God. I've got a job, so I'm going to leave right. you here in the prayer closet with my yeah. Bible, my notebook. I got to go out there. It's a dog eat dog world, God. I'm going to have to do things that you know I'm not proud of, and you're too holy to experience, right. God. You stay here. Instead of understanding, He's omnipresent. He's in me. He's yeah. with me. So that you know, at any point, we can just stop and pray. Right. We can say, I I can be in a tough business meeting where where it's not going well. God, right. Give me your wisdom. Yeah. God, help me to hear what you want me to say. I can be, I, I can have some, I can start to feel the temperature getting a little hot. I can start getting a little hot under the collar because I'm mad at somebody, which, you, you know, we do, Steve, right. we're, we're just because we're followers of Jesus doesn't right. mean we don't have flesh. Right. And I can stop and say, Lord, give me your spirit. Help me to see your heart for this person. Um, and it's amazing. Yeah. Sometimes just the act, just the act of turning my gaze towards him Yeah. and, and, and saying, Lord, what do you think? And all of a sudden it becomes obvious. Oh, yeah, he don't want me to do this. He wants me to do this right. over here. Right. You know, because like, 
you know, I'm tempted to lie, God. What do you think? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. I already know what you think. Yeah. You know, so. So sometimes it's just as simple as saying, what do you think about this situation? Yes. I mean, instead of just plowing. Yeah, exactly. Plowing exactly. And as much as I do that, I wish I did it more. Yeah. Okay. That's how, good to hear. How many That's things, good to hear. Oh, man. How many, how many times? You don't have this perfected yet? Oh, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think my wife might hear this. I'm not going to say that. No, but you, you know, it, it's one of those things where I realize how many of the just stuff I have to repent of. Yeah. I yeah. could have not had to repent of it yeah. if I would have just prayed beforehand and said, Lord, yeah. how do you want me to handle this conversation? That's good. You know? That's good. That picture that you presented a minute ago was very compelling. I, I did read that. I didn't skim that of the prayer closet. Mm. It just came alive of that idea of like, kind of saying about it, Jesus. And I mean, picture, I pictured like a closet, like I'm closing the door on Jesus, a literal yeah. closet and like, all right, catch you later. Um, so I just love that idea of no, I mean, he's, he's with you, he's in you and, yep. uh, man, That's there's right. so much to it. All right. Um, this is embarrassing to ask because I've, I've written down notes as I was reading and go back and now I'm like, why did I write down the Eagle? And I'm hoping it strikes a chord for you. I I'm don't sorry. remember why. Not no. ringing a bell. No, no, that's, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, in, that's in one of the early chapters called learning to fly. Yeah. And, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about how, you know, one of the things Jesus said in John chapter three, when he, yeah. when, when he's talking about new birth, you know, yeah. he says to Nicodemus, you must be born again. And I, I just thought, how odd must that have sounded to Nicodemus? We yeah. talk about it all the time. Right. Oh, born again. We got it. Right. Nicodemus was truly seeking. And that's the first time anybody ever heard that phrase. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he understandably like, seriously, back in my mother's womb. And Jesus says, no, no, born of water and of the spirit. And the word spirit is, yeah. is pneuma. And that's the word for wind, for breath, the spirit. And that idea of, of the wind. And he says, that that's what the spirit's like. You see it. You don't see the actual wind, but you right. see it moving and working. And you see what it does. And so the eagle illustration we used is imagine, you know, because an eagle, when you see an eagle fly, yeah. you, you oh, there's a single eagle. He's flying by himself. That's all I'm seeing. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. You are watching an interplay, a dance really between two parties, the eagle and the wind. You know, good. anything that flies there, it's using, you know, it's it's uh, aerodynamics. Right. <clears throat> and so you're watching two things. And, and so I use that illustration. Say, well, imagine an eagle coming to teach us non-flyers how to fly. Right. And he what the eagle does is he and I'm really talking the whole that chapter. I begin. This is an illustration of the limitations of cultural relevance. Yeah. Which is really important. But it, it, it's it's one of those things where when you come to things of the spirit, it's going to have its limitations. Right. Right. So the, the eagle comes, he comes to teach us about flying. He comes and he walks among us yeah. so he can relate to us. And, and he tells us about flying. And how odd would it be if the eagle a actually never flies? Yeah. You know, he's, we, after time, we're all walking around, we're squawking and talking like eagles, but none of us are really flying. That's good. And even after, uh, after a while, even our eagle friend forgets how to fly. And eventually he's just writing books on the doctrine <laughs> of flying. Right. 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 And I said, that's how sometimes it gets when, when, if, under cultural relevance, yeah, we got to be careful. It is a really important topic, right? Okay? Important perspective because I don't want to be saying things that isn't. I don't want to be answering questions that no one's asking, or speaking to things that aren't relevant to anybody. And so it is an important idea. Yeah, but when it comes to flying in the spirit, yeah, it's got limitations. Yeah, how? It's just not going to be culturally relevant when I'm listening to a voice they can't hear. 
Right. I'm following a hand they can't see. I'm doing things that they that they don't understand that I don't even understand. Right. You know, my flesh doesn't understand. Right. And and so th- that's the whole point of the ego. It's like we sometimes try to oh, I want I want to fit in. And mm. what starts as a well-intended desire to relate mm. all of a sudden becomes this pressure to people please and fit in. And before you know it, we're not operating in the power of the spirit at all. Right. We're just kind of squawking. Right. That's good stuff. Can you give us, um, and maybe from the book, maybe somewhere else just that God brings to your mind, could you just give us a couple of examples when you feel like God, whether you're seeking him or the Holy Spirit just speaks up, um, has given you a new direction or just to something simple, whether it's to forgive somebody or whether it's to pray for somebody like we just prayed for uh, Barry Bess in the Mm -hmm. hallway. Um, Can you just give us an example of what that looks like in your kind of day-to-day life? Well, there's... What you're really talking about yeah. is listening for the voice of God. Yeah. Okay. And that's what so many people want to ask about, yeah. you know, and I, and one, I want to say, um, understand something, learning to hear the voice of God is kind of one of the primary points because it's all about relationship with him. So it, it's an ongoing lifetime process. I understand him better today than I did, you know, five years ago. I hope yeah. I'll understand him better in five years than I do now. Right. Okay. But it, it's as simple as we're out there talking to Barry, and I just feel the nudge. It's yeah. just a nudge. Yeah. Pray, hey, pray for Barry now. Yeah. Okay? Or, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've been in the midst of a conversation starting to go one direction. I feel like the Spirit says, no, no, go the other direction. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Uh, I, I, In fact, this one, I've been in meetings with people where I literally felt, and again, this is how the Spirit kind of talks to me, you know, just <clears> shut up and <throat> listen. Yeah. Because I got a lot to say, as you might have, <laughs> as you might have guessed. I got a lot to say. Uh, but shut up and listen to where sometimes there's certain meetings. If I know they're going to be tense or I know there's going to be things, I'll write it on a note. I'll have a little note there yeah. on my desk. Yeah. Shut up and listen. Yeah. Um, and that originated with something that I felt the spirit was saying, you just need to listen right now. Mm. Don't, don't, you don't need to defend me. You don't need to defend anything. I, I'm good. I'm, remember, yeah. I'm God. Yeah. I've got the whole omnipotence thing down. You don't need to defend me. Uh, just listen. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, the very thing I would have probably bowed up and kind of and, right. and been adamant about, oh, it wasn't even the point. Right. You know, and That's good. I, th- that kind of stuff happens all the time. There've been major leadership, yeah, major leadership things where this opportunity seems like the best and we pray about it and God's like, no, 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 I don't want you to do that. Mm. Oh, but God, that's so awesome. Right. And turns out he's got something totally different yeah. and far better that you know, it was a month down the road. Right. And had I jumped on this, I couldn't have waited for that. So it, it's all the time. I think it comes from the perspective of saying, we're not alone here. We got to listen. Right. Tell us about, uh, I know from the book, you talked about when one time you guys, uh, River City Community Church, Selma, by the way, his, uh, his first book, new book, A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life, Rediscovering the Gift of the Spirit. Go yeah. ahead and get yourself a copy. Go ahead and get it. And, uh, and it's uh, very powerful, and I was just blessed immediately, even just by, I mean, by your words, don't get me wrong, but the scriptures and everything just were, oh, yeah, is just good, you know, just affirming just to have all those words. So I just want to remind our listeners, I want to ask you about, uh, yeah, so I wanted to ask about in the book, you guys were talking about hiring some new people or a new, new position, and you were Usually you like to hire from within because they understand, I think, your culture and everything like that. Right. What? How did God guide – you know which which situation I'm talking yeah. about, right? Yeah. How did God guide that? What did that look like? Well, the the passage kind of that we're, yeah. we're illustrating there yeah. is is First John chapter 5 yeah. where, where, you know, 
the scripture says, this is the confidence we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, you know, uh, we know that he hears us. And if he hears us, we have what he asks. And I, I was challenged in that to get specific. Mm. And so the idea about that is, you know, for me, and in, this, in the chapter in the book, we talk about some of the things that we know we can pray that we know are the will of God. Yeah. And we can just pray the will of God. Right. And it's like when you stop and think about that, that's such a powerful transformative passage because that scripture promises you pray the will of God, he will do it. Yeah. You know, and it's like some people go, well, that's a cop out. You're praying the will of God. You're praying what he's already going to do. You know, uh, easy Calvinist boy. Okay. Slow down. All right. Cause I know, I, 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 well, you know, I mean, they get caught that's up funny. in the, it's real easy to say, well, God's going to do what God's going to do. Right. That's not what the scripture says. No. He gives us, he, he says, and I don't understand. I believe in the sovereignty of God. I believe in our right. free will and these things he tells us to do and that they matter. So I'm not going to try to out guess, second right. guess God. I'm just going to do it. Right. Right. So, uh, we, we took that scripture seriously and we really needed a pastor, an executive pastor really yeah. to, who had been in a larger setting. We love to hire from within, right. but we wanted someone who'd been in a larger setting to, who could help us navigate some stuff that we were sure. going to face, but hadn't been there. Yeah. And so we started praying. We prayed in Luke chapter 10, where Jesus says, pray the Lord of the harvest to send workers into the field. And we took that. We said, Lord, I pray that you'd send worker into this field. Ah. I believe you ha- have the people you want. I believe you can do this. You know, we love to have someone who's already a part of our culture and who gets it. Right. But we need someone who's seen some things that we haven't seen yet. Right. And so we prayed that. And I promise you, Steve, within a week, uh, Mike and Jamie McGuire, I mentioned Mike and right. Mike ago. You did. Uh, yeah. They had been in the, in our church. They beloved, they served when they were in the military. They were, yeah. uh, they were stationed here with the Air Force. Um, and then they, of course, as you got a, your tearful goodbyes when they go on to, right. they take their next tour, uh, duty. And uh, they ended up in Hawaii, hard on them, right? Very hard, very hard. Uh, But Mike got out of the Air Force and ended up going on staff with uh, Wayne Cordero of of New Hope Church out in in Hawaii. huge church. Yeah, huge church (laughs) that we think very highly of. I've read Wayne's books. We've had him speak. You know, I mean, just a really uh, incredible guy. Yeah. Well, Mike ends up being on staff at the church. He helps them plant a church, and he goes as the group's pastor, then the executive pastor of this church that goes way beyond where we've been. And he calls us up and says, hey, uh, we're just thinking God's calling us back to the mainland. What's happening at River City? No And we've just been praying this, right? No way. Oh, yeah. yes way. <laughs> um, and the beauty is, okay, this is where, you know, I feel like it's where, you know, in Jim Carrey, in Bruce Almighty, where he wakes up with those beads at the end and looks up at God and says, now you're just showing off. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Mike's wife, Jamie, was a children's minister with him. She was still in the military, uh, the, the Air Force Reserve. Right. Uh, she still is, actually. But she was a children's minister with them and over at the main church and at this other uh, multi-site and then yeah. and then church plant. And so we ended up not getting one, but two highly skilled, wonderfully uh, qualified, yeah. but also who had been a part of our fellowship. Crazy. Many people knew them. It's like, wow. Yeah. This prayer stuff is really good. <laughs> we ought to look into this more. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's that's cool. incredible. All right, let me uh, let me ask you um, just another subject: uh, worship. Tell me about worship. I, I know we're going to talk about music now. I'm kidding, uh, because I have read the book. But let's talk <laughs> about worship and how people do perceive it. Uh, often, I don't know when it kind of happened that just talking about 
the songs that we sing became right. known as worship. But can yeah. you just break it break it down for us? What maybe what happened and what we need to do about it? Well, my my favorite verse on worship is Romans twelve one. I beseech yeah. you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable. For this is your spiritual service of worship. Right. Okay. So what we do is, and I'm a musician, I'm a yes. songwriter and a yeah. you know singer, and yeah. the the bottom line is that stuff. All that that we do together, the singing and even the prayers and all that, that's probably best described as our expression of worship. Okay. Worship is the heart that puts God first. That's right? good. So anything I do that's in good. obedience and surrender to him becomes an act of worship, whether that's serving my neighbor up the street who needs a fence, you know, they need some help with the fence right. or they need some help with something with their computer, whatever. Any, when I just say, I feel like the spirit's nudging me, hey, go help them, go mm-hmm. serve them in my name. Okay. That just became an act of worship. Right. Okay. So, you know, in in the book, we talk about that passage in John 4 where where Jesus is talking to the woman at the well, and she tries to distract him with conversations about, well, you Jews worship in Jerusalem. We worship on the hill here on the mountain. And Jesus says, yeah, day's going to come when none of that's relevant. Okay. God is looking for worshipers. God is spirit. He's looking for worshipers who will worship in spirit and in truth. And so in the book, we talk about what does it mean to be worshiping in spirit? And that's that relational connection. Right. Worship is about presenting myself to him and saying, Father, I, and I connect him. But worshiping in truth is when we align with the reality of who he is. Mm. Right. The truth of the universe. He is the God of the universe. He is exalted. And we and we align ourselves with that. And that's what worship in truth is. So on on weekends or in a small group or wherever we gather with others and we sing songs and we offer prayers, the the beauty is I recognize I'm the offering of worship. It's not the songs. It's good. My heart, my surrender, that's the offering of worship. And that can be a wonderful thing together in the community, Christian community, or that can be a wonderful thing in on my own in the morning when I'm just quietly sitting there and just meditating. Right. Man, that is good. All right. Spirit-filled life. Pilgrim's Guide rediscovering the gift of the spirit. What other, uh, just as we get ready to close out and, uh, I haven't quite made it to the end. One more thing. I haven't read it yet, so I don't know. Um, what else do you just feel like for people that maybe are hearing about this and are thinking about buying this book? Um, man, what do you have to say to them? I would say I'll, that, I'll say it's really good. I'll say that. But what do you have to say? Well, thank you for that. Yeah, Steve. No, it is. Uh, first thing I would say, you can get that on Amazon. You can get there that you through there our site, reaching for real dot org. Okay. Um, you know, e- either place you can get those. They're, they're available at other retail outlets. Sure, yeah. uh, but uh, but Amazon's one of the easiest. And sometimes just just ordering it from us at reaching for real dot org. Yeah. Go to our website and we can get you a copy. And that's a simple way to do that. Um I would say so much of this book is kind of some, just kind of the outworking of what I believe is the core of discipleship. Mm. And that is listen for his voice and yeah. do what he says. Yeah. Right. It's not complex. I didn't right. say it's, it's, it's not easy. Right. But it's not, it, it is simple. Yeah. Listen, you want to be a disciple? You want to be a follower of Jesus? His disciples would follow him by looking at the back of his head because they physically had that. You know, right. he says, we're going here, guys. We're leaving and oh, Jesus is leaving. Better pack up. And we're going. Right. right? Uh, we don't have that benefit yeah. for us. Following is conducted by listening for his voice. What does the spirit say? And then doing what he says. And so so one of the best things I think we've we, the feedback we've gotten is people yeah. learning to listen for God's voice. That's we good. give some some particular some real coaching on how to grow as a listener. 
to hear good. the spirit. Okay. And and then again, I also point out I don't think it's going to do you much good to listen for the spirit if you have no intention of doing anything about True. it. True. Yeah. Right? All that happens is you harden your heart. Right. So listen for his voice and then do what he says. And I think that's the bottom line of following Jesus. Yeah. And you'd be amazed at what he's going to do if if you walk in that. Yeah, that's good stuff, Sean. Good stuff. All right. Can I ask you to close in prayer just for right now? We're not on radio, but we are on Facebook Live and our podcast. Okay. So do you mind uh, no, just praying to. as God leads you? Sure. All right. Awesome. Lord, thank you so much for for just this program for Steve, for uh, both these guys, and they're, they're just heart and desire to serve you. I thank you for that. I thank you for everyone who's listening or watching, uh, experiencing this conversation right now. And I do pray. I pray that you would, uh, wherever, wherever we're listening from or watching from, mm. I pray that we would really have a hunger for more of you and a hunger to hear your voice mm. and to be filled with your spirit. To let that be something that is so present, so evident every single day. I pray that you would help us to to begin to open our spiritual eyes and see you working. It's not just a church thing. It's not just a worship service mm-hmm. thing, Lord. It, you're in this studio right now. There's three mm-hmm. of us gathering your name. Your word says you're here. Mm-hmm. If, if someone's in their car right now listening, you're there because your Holy Spirit is with them. I pray that we would see there is no neutral square inch of space on this planet, Mm. Lord. And I pray that we would understand that you want your kingdom to permeate into every part of our lives. Help us to surrender to your voice and follow you and lead and let you lead and truly experience the power that comes. The power of God, Lord, Mm -hmm. we believe is released in obedience. Mm -hmm. Help us to experience that as as we follow you every single day. We love you and we thank you. Bless Steve. Bless this program. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Sean. Thanks, man. My blessing. All right. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. No, that's a big blessing. Are you on me? You are. The Spirit-Filled Life, Sean Mazzaro. Um, So you can get that on Amazon, get that on their church website. Are you selling them in person, like at your church? Oh, yeah. Uh, We've got them available at River City Community Church. You can get them. We actually have physical copies there. But, again, Reaching for Real Life is my website. Okay. You you can go to reachingforreallife.org, and you can get them, and that is a simple way we can mail those to you and just make that that real simple. Awesome. Great job. All right. I want to um, just sign off by reminding you what we we sign off every day uh, or every broadcast with Very Bold Ministries. This name came from Paul, the Apostle Paul, 2 Corinthians 3.12. It's cool when you're listening for the voice of God, you know, you're you're hearing him every every day is is what should be happening. Um, But I can still remember just significant moments. I can remember just reading the scripture one day back in early 2000s and just seeing those words come out jump off the page for me, uh, very bold. And I, I just remember it. And I can remember, you know, introducing that to my friend, Scott Munson and working on a video production together. It's just interesting the way God works and the way God develops and, and just does things. God is just so good. I, I just really believe that he wants to speak to you today, just from within. I, I really, I really don't want you to miss that. What, uh, pastor Sean is talking about, if you really don't know where to start or just aren't even ready, just say, okay, Jesus, start speaking to me now. What do you have to say about this? What do you have to say about that? Go ahead and pick up this book, um, and it's going to help get you right there, The Spirit-Filled Life. Uh, so Very Bold comes from the Apostle Paul, Second Corinthians 3.12, and he's talking about hope. 
And we're talking about hope. We're talking about the power of the Holy Spirit in you, speaking to you, guiding you, counseling, coaching you. Um, we're talking about elevating your relationship beyond just saying, hey, Jesus, would you do this for me? Would you help me with this? Would you help me with that? This is just like Sean was saying, like, well, how can I help you, Jesus? What do you want me to do today? This is a conversation. And this is the conversation that leads to joy and life and purpose and man, being a world changer. So uh, the Apostle Paul definitely did that. And I appreciate that, Sean, you're doing that. Praise um, God. Man, yeah, thank you. And uh, so I just want to say what uh, Paul said, Second Corinthians 3.12. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. Steve at VeryBold.com